2020. This review of the streaming buds covers the dot animated show, Invincible. The hosts will discuss content that is not suitable for younger audiences for intense violence, cursing, and other adult themes that appear in said program. Viewer discussion is advised. I know you warned me about this show, but I was not prepared after that first episode. That's all I'm going to say. I was not prepared. I don't, I feel like I could have been more prepared for it. I could have tried to mentally prepare myself more, but I also at the same time, I don't think I could have. We never are. <laughs> Hello, Abby. No, you could repeat. You could say something. I just said nope. Nope. Hello, everyone. This is the Streaming Buds. I am Ricky, one half of the Streaming Buds. And I'm Nat, the other half of the Streaming Buds. We are here this week to discuss the Amazon Prime video original series, Invincible. But before we begin, let me start this over, sorry. We are here this week to discuss the Amazon Prime video original series, Invincible. Before we begin our conversation, sorry, I'm going to redo the sentence. Before we begin our conversation about this show, Ricky, would you like to tell us a bit more about the show, please? All right. Plot of Invincible goes as Invincible is a adult animated superhero series that revolves around 17-year-old Mark Grayson, played by Steven Yen, who's just like every other guy his age. Except his father is the most powerful superhero on the planet, Omni-Man, played by J.K. Simmons. But as Mark develops powers of his own, he discovers his father's legacy may not be as heroic as it seems. Additionally, the show is based on the 2003 comic series of the same name, created by Robert Kirkman, that originally ran, ran 15 years for 144 issues, concluding in 2018. Kirkman and his entertainment studio, Skybound, serves as the main creative team of series that aired this past March for eight episodes of this superhero goodness. The source of the information stems from the Mashable Argo, Robert Kirkman, on the past, the present, and the future of Invincible where you can watch Invisible exclusively at. All right, guys, this is the part of the show where we have a heavy spoiler discussion on Invincible. So if you haven't watched it yet, we highly recommend that you guys discover the series for yourself if you have yet to do so. You have been warned. Leave now if you don't want any spoilers. We're going to lay it all out on the table here as much as we are comfortable with because this show is insane. Um, yes. You have been warned. Please leave if you don't want any spoilers. All right, let's jump into it. Ricky, please. Woo! Go ahead, Ricky. Woo! Okay. Um, hello, everyone. So this is also your last warning to exit the um, episode because we are going to discuss violence, gore, and such. We're not going to go specifically with it. Uh, we're not going to go in detail about it, but please be aware because we do understand that's th kind of, that kind of thing is not for everyone. So, yeah, you heard the trigger. Well, you heard the 
um, viewer discussion over um, in the beginning. So listen with caution. Anyway, so I loved Invincible. Um, not because of the goal, not because of the violence. That's just added stuff. The action is real. Like, the animation is really good in those action segments. They somehow handled violence. They somehow hand. They somehow handle grotesque violence in a way that it's respective and it understands that people died. Like it, the common criticism I always give in any media is, "But people died," and like even in like whatever the platform is, and like the movie tends to forget that like these characters also human beings in the universe and it's strange how like this fictitious area like this fictitious town well no this fictitious series takes more handle of death than news media tends to do so yeah i i will just leave it there because like it's pretty darn, it's a pretty darn good show. Like my favorite parts. It, it's it been it's a pretty darn good show. It has been a very long time since I have seen a superhero animated show done right. And that would have to be from decades ago with like the DC animated universe that I believe concluded in the early 2000s which is sad and makes me old um but i it makes me even love invincible even more because it reminded me of the golden age of superhero animation that existed from the 90s to the early aughts now what were your initial thoughts of invincible I want to have to agree with you, Ricky. Like, this form of adult animation is just so rare to like see. You know, well, I'll say adult animation done right in a way. Again, it wasn't because of the violence or the gore. It was more of those adult themes. There were some moments that really took precedence in this kind of aspect, like between Omni-Man and Mark or Invincible, um, father and son. Or even like with their mother, kind of just going her throughout the whole series there's just a lot of different moments that i could i guess name and recall that kind of show these adult, adult themes but yeah like that's kind of the main reason why i like this series because again not a lot of animation is geared towards adults and i just liked seeing that in this series that's what i really liked about invincible and I, i'm really looking forward to the second season that's going to be coming out the aspect that really surprised me was the gore in episode one and episode eight, definitely episode eight, I wasn't ready. So, <laughs> um, well, more so for episode one. I was not ready with episode one. I was more ready for episode eight, but it still shocked me to my core. Just what they were able to animate. I was even talking to one of my friends who watched Invis Invincible, and he said, yeah, like live action could never get away with this. You can only see this in animation. Some of these like scenes was insane. Yeah, Robert Kirkman has like told multiple different news outlets that him and his team really wanted to make sure that the scenes in episode eight 
of Omni Man essentially trying to beat the sense out of his son to understand like his perspective and like Kirkman has gone on well Kirkman has stated that that specific scene needed to be redone in a way that it just was done better in animation because obviously this was originally a printed media and it was um, two different forms of storytelling you could get away with a cutaway page to what happened a lusher show would have done so regardless just cut away to the gore that omni-man has made his son go through however like they show you exactly what happened with the train scene they show you how the people die how careless omni-man can be about humanity because none of these people have names in his mind thus none of them deserve the chance of life and that's just so grotesque i have to say that me and nat seen invincible together via amazon's watch together function and she immediately typed in chant Omni-Man with like a gleeful child expression it, when he first came on screen and like he's saving everybody as a proxy because yeah, he is an evil bad villain. And um, I was just sitting there kind of gleefully like, yeah, he's um, not good. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, like, just all those grotesque scenes were just really, like, uh, oh my gosh. But it's such a good show. And during your talk, Ricky, it was making me think about episode two, where Adam Eve is, like, talking to Mark slash Invincible, kind of about, like, the superhero job, the harsh reality of it. Because if you look at a lot of, like, superhero-related media, in terms of animation, I'll say, there's not too much, like, violence, I guess? basically shows that are aired on tv those kind of animated shows and invincible just takes it in the you know like the more realistic route where like if there's all this violence going on then there's going to be like consequences so i don't know that just made me like kind of sit in my chair because i like never seen this in like a superhero animated form of media it just makes me think about animation and how it's usually geared towards kids and it's not really that violent so, like, having something like Invincible exist is just so, like, mind-blowing and just revolutionary. Transitioning to the villains that you briefly mentioned, Invincible actually has villains in their universe. And it is mind-boggling because there is, there's rarely any villains in the modern universes. And by that, I mean they appear once, then they die. They appear again. Then they die. Like, they, it's so insane how there isn't recurring villains in the MCU, DC Extended Universe, even though, like, the whole gimmick of a Rhodes Galley is what make a hero interesting because you have compelling villains. Like, Ani Man is one of those, but you didn't know he was a villain in the universe. But also you have like Doc Seismic, who is a insane brain damage liberal who almost destroyed Mount Rushmore. And I cracked up for one because how insane he is. As apparently also like he also has a fun joke, like I also minor in interpreted dance. But also 
some people generally didn't know he was a joke and then they stopped watching the series and i was like huh so this is where the one star reviews from invincible comes from and then like you have just like different cameos villains that will become a main part later on the martian like parasite that is tease never came back again until season two and everything that invincible went through and he failed on because he was still learning how to be a hero is going to come back in season two and future seasons but yeah i like the villain aspect and we will talk later soon more about omni-man and episode eight yeah i like how you mentioned episode eight's ending because it was so open-ended and I liked that they were giving us those hints for season two. Like we get all, basically all the villains that have popped up, they like are shown again, like getting ready to like face Mark slash Invincible again. So just that, having that like at the end made me more excited for season two as well. I'm just sad that animation and stuff takes a while, so we're not going to see it for a while, but that's okay. It's it's worth the wait, I would say. I want to transition over to the music now because the music in the series is so good. And I gotta be honest, I had not really appreciated it until like afterwards. Like, uh, Ricky and I were driving once and he put on the music and I was like, oh, I love this. And he's like, it's from Invincible, you know? I was like, wait, what? Like, I don't know, like the music on its own it was like really good. But like, if you put it in like with the scenes, then it's just extra good. I don't know. Like, that was me. Like, I didn't appreciate it fully until afterwards. I will say the moment that I really did appreciate it, though, was like at the end credits. But yeah, Ricky, please talk about the music because I love it. And I don't remember the bands and everything. And yeah, I just feel like we should talk about it. There's so much things I love about the music. Like, oh, my God. Um, It is what I literally tried to use to make Nat and all my other friend group just listen to the music. And ah. None of them listen to me, <laughs> like, at all. Like, they like, no, I don't like it. No! <laughs> By that, I mean they love the music, but they don't trust me when I say that the series is good because the soundtrack duh, shouldn't be this good in an animated show. Like, this is licensed music. Usually people just buy the cheapest bundle they can and call it a day but it's like no they handpicked all of these songs or at least the curated of the songs they could have done and it's like they actually match the characters the moment i really appreciated the music has to be at the where the molotrins or the blue guys as my co-host knows them as they have their escape after chicken Popeye night and they just it just stopped playing a Run the Jews song. And I was like, oh, I know this band. And then I just started beating along with it. And then like later on after it appeared, the reason why they escaped was because of Robot. When they have another Run the Jews song, I was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of what the this character would like play and listen to. And the song Don't Get Captured is what... I just started listening to nonstop for a few times, like during during finals week for college. And it was like, yeah, I love this playlist. I love everything about it. It fits the characters. It fits the universe. And it really adds to the scene. Lastly, I have to talk about 
episode six, the song Many Mistakes, which takes place at the very end when Invincible, like, like he saved his best friend, but also he couldn't save the people that were turned into robots, like mindless robots by the evil person. But also he had a, like his girlfriend, Amber, and she is very much on the fence about if she should date Mark or not, because um, she doesn't know he's invincible yet. It cuts to Omni-Man and, and Mark's mom talking about her knowing that, that he killed the Guardians of the Globe. And the song syncs with the final swear, I beep up with the wine bottle being thrown at him. And I was like, oh my God, this is actually a really good series. And it makes drama with the music being told because this is exactly what at least Mock was thinking, but it's also what Debbie in moment. And it's like, I am in love with a murderer. And we have no idea what Omni-Man is thinking. Also, the reason why I call him Omni-Man is because he's not really um, have human emotions. I would also like to argue that, though, because there's a scene where, like, it flashes back and Debbie's trying to, like, show him, like, what it's like to be a parent. And Mark's, like, playing baseball. So although he doesn't have human emotions, I feel like he has some sort of capability of compassion. And again, that kind of shows up in that very last scene, which we're going to talk about between Omni-Man and Invincible before Omni-Man like blasts into space. If you guys are confused about what scene we're talking about, we're going to go ahead and reenact it for you guys. To me, this was like the most powerful scene in the whole series in terms of emotions, because we see the the kind of relationship that Omni-Man and Mark have. Although it's been really complicated now because of Mark getting his powers and Omni-Man showing his true colors, as Ricky, you know, talked about. But yeah, here is our scene. Why did you make me do this? You're fighting so you can watch everyone around you die. Think, Mark. You outlast every fragile, insignificant being on this planet. You live to see this world crumble to dust and blow away. Everyone and everything you know will be gone. What will you have after 500 years? You, Dad. I'll still have you. Yeah. This is where the think, mock, think meme comes from. And nobody uses it correctly, the context of the show. And yet, I somehow made Nat not spoiled by it for weeks and given end. Just because this message alone is very powerful and I didn't want to take it away from anyone. is essentially Mark's biggest hero, which is his dad, Omni-Man. He is revealed to be the worst villain and greatest threat so far to humanity in the show universe. It's so good. Natalie, what did you think about it? This scene, I don't know if I mentioned it earlier or not, but it's one of the most powerful for me because 
Omni-Man is so set on the Viltrumite's goal of like conquering all these planets. And Mark is like half Viltrumite, half human. And so Omni-Man is trying to tell Mark about what their mission is as Viltrumites. And Mark is like, he's like more of like a, on the human side because he didn't get his powers until like when he was 17. At that point, he's been, you know, within the human culture and just living like a human being with compassion and all this stuff. And just seeing their ideas clashing and colliding and just at odds with each other and their father and son and all this stuff. It was just insane, especially because Omni-Man is really like beating up Mark and Mark is in a way living up to his name, being invincible. I know there's like future seasons, but the series so far culminates to this point in both the namesake and the title card, because in the title card, every single episode has like the blood spattering on it. And it's kind of hinting towards this fight that's going to happen at the end of the season. I would argue that it's the most important scene in the whole series so far. And Omni-Man is a character, very complex. And I can't wait to see where his character is going to go in the future of the series, just because it feels like he's starting to like change a bit, maybe. I'm hoping that's just me, but yeah, very complex character. And like Ricky mentioned, like when I first seen him, I just, I knew of his name. I didn't know of anything about the character. Like when I first watched episode one, I was like, oh my gosh, it's Omni-Man. But little did I know his true nature. So yeah, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Like, where did he go? I, I don't know. I didn't, I never read the comics. This is the first time I've heard about Invincible or any anything in the franchise. Uh, so yeah, that's where I stand right now. Yeah, indeed. It's it just a very powerful scene. And it culminates to everything. With all that being said, I loved it. What about you, Nat? I loved it as well. I can't wait for the future of this of the series. Again, something that I've just never seen before. So, And that was our review of the Amazon Prime series, Invincible. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Tune in next week for our second part of our Invincible, our Invincible series conversation, where Matt and I talk about how the series hold up as a dot animated show, along with a greater discussion of how other dot animated shows are handled. This was the Streaming Buds. I'm Ricky. And I'm Nat. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Streaming Buds, all lowercase, all one word. And if you'd like, you can email us at thestreamingbuds at gmail.com, all undercase, all one word, for any questions or fan mail that you guys would like to send us. If you liked this episode, like, comment, and subscribe. Goodbye, everyone. Till next time.